This episode of the I Said No podcast is sponsored by Janae Booth Beauty. Janae Booth is a Bronx, New York-based makeup artist whose services include international travel. Janae has worked with some high-profile clients, including BET and me. If you're interested in Janae's pricing, you can book her on her website, which is www.janaeboothbeauty.com, or you can follow Janae on IG at Janae Booth Beauty. Tell her the Life Architect sent you. Hi, beautiful souls. You've reached Stephanie, the life architect, the builder, customizer, and designer of healthy, emotional lives. I am also the host of the I Said No podcast. What's that hashtag? ISMPod. If you have questions, you want to leave a comment, you want to show some love, tell me about your boundary setting needs. Tell me all about things you'd like to discuss on the I Said No podcast. Leave that message here, or you can drop me a text. Be sure to know that if you leave me a message, most likely it will air on the I Said No podcast. I look forward to connecting with you. Love yourself always in all ways. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get a number two. No, let me not do that. Uh, what's going on? It is Dee Dee. Hi, it's me, your friend. Hey, Dee Dee Sweets. That's that's me. Hello. Um, just wanted to say, well, obviously said hello a few times. I don't want to wear that word out. I need to plan these things better. Um, anyway, I'm just here to show some love um, because it's you, you amazing human being, doing all of the awesome things because you're awesome and stuff. Yeah. I really need to plan these things out better. But, um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go now before I embarrass myself even more, which you should be used to because I always make an ass out of myself on Twitter all the time for free, actually. I need to get my life together. Anyway, uh, much love to you. Much love to everything you do. Uh, appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, you like to make good life choices because if you didn't, you wouldn't be listening to this right now. So shout out to you. All right. Going to go now. Bye. Testing, testing. One, two, three, three, two, one, and go. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hey. Oh, no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Hola, mi amigas and mi amigos. Que pasó? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Said No podcast. What is that hashtag? It is ISN pod. I am feeling all kinds of amazing right now. I don't know about tomorrow and I don't know about yesterday, but in this moment, I feel fantastic. I feel sexy. I feel delicious. I feel smart. I feel important. I feel kind. I feel full of energy and full of gratitude for you. You who press play. Yes, you, you and your fantastic self who decided to hear what I'm talking about. You and your fantastic self who decided to pull up for episode 35 of what's that hashtag? ISM pod. You are here with me and I am forever grateful for your time and your effort and I don't want to waste it. No, 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 no. I want to get straight into it because I have a fantastic show for you today. I have a guest and today it's all about the boys. Hello, boys. Hola, papis. I wanted to 
bring one of my favorite therapists here to speak to you. Dr. Randy Sconners is here, affectionately known as Dr. S. Doc S is here to speak into your souls, fellas. I got him here just for you. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew that this is not just a podcast about ladies. No, no, no. Though my demographic is 80% women and girls, I want you to know that, fellas, you matter to me so much. Your physical needs, your mental needs, your emotional needs, your financial needs, your spiritual needs matter to me. And here on the I Said No podcast, you fellas, you boys, you men, you will always have a place, a safe place, a safe space here with me. So before we get into Dr. Sconners, I want to say thank you, Dee Dee. Did you hear my guy, my friend, my they, my them, my him, my nomad, my photographer, movie, music, tech fiend, film major, unapologetically non-binary, fat, black, pansexual, and proud friend. Hey, Dee Dee Sweets. Yeah, that's who you heard leaving me a message on the I Said No podcast hotline. Dee Dee, you are the first person to leave a message on the ISM pod hotline and I'm appreciative of you hitting up my hotline bling and if you want to leave a message have a need to share leave a comment or need advice if you want to be like Didi I suggest you dial 413-438-0323 that's right 413-438-0323 that that is the number you call to get down and speak with me. Didi, I appreciate you. And Didi, if you didn't know, if no one told you, I'm obsessed with your Twitter bio. I'm obsessed with you and I'm appreciative of you. And you just made me feel all kinds of good when I got the email, the notification that I had a voicemail on this here hotline bling for the podcast. So thank you for being the first. Thank you for popping my hotline bling. Cherry, I appreciate you. And if you want to get down like Didi again, I'm going to drop the number one more time. It is 413 Four three eight zero three two three. Without further ado, I'm going to get straight into this episode with Dr. Randy Sconners, and I hope it blesses your soul like it blessed me to interview him and record it. If you want to find him, you know you can find all of the deets in my show notes. I want your feedback, your comments, your likes, your shares. I want you to know that your opinion matters. And if you're listening on iTunes, please be a dear and leave me a rating. And if you left one in 2019 or 2018, I'm going to ask you to leave leave a new one. Yep, that's right. 2020 is a new year and I need new fresh blood. I like it fresh. I like it raw. I need you to give me some updated content for iTunes. I need you to let them know what you think of it now. If it's the same or different, I would like you to share. Do that for me, would you? Could you? Thank you. Beautiful soul, beautiful soul unicorns. I am honored to have my guest that is here today with us. He is so gracious and he happily said, yes, I will come on your show and be a guest. I believe he has many jewels to drop. I I respect him deeply. I understand that he is a man with vision, a man with purpose. And I want to give some of that purpose and vision to you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, unicorns. Everyone, get ready to listen to Dr. Randy Sconners, DSW, LCSW, New Jersey and Florida licensed clinical social worker, founder of New Steps Counseling, LLC, Mental Hop, Mental Health Education Through Hip Hop Culture, Project Empowerment. Ladies and gentlemen, again, boys and girls, Dr. Randy Sconners. Welcome, sir. 
Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Welcome to the I Said No podcast. It's important for me, Doc S, as you say, we can call you, we can call you Dr. S or Doc S. Is that okay? Doc X is fine. That's fine. Doc S. Yes, Doc. So tell me, what is it about you and healing that just works so well? About Doc S? Yes. Tell me about Doc S and the healing through hip hop and the counseling and all of the things that you do as a man and a black man in the self-help world. So uh, thanks for thanks for that question, Stephanie. I'm just happy to be here and and be able to do what I love and what I'm passionate about, which is helping to inspire and encourage and help people heal. Um, this journey has you know it's been great so far, um, and being able to become a licensed clinical social worker and and you know a doctor of social worker is great. Those titles are great. But at the end of the day, it's really about helping my people and, and being there for them and just having a, a spirit of wanting to encourage people, you know, wanting them to to ascend and be great. And I believe in my people and as a black man, especially for our black men and our, our black ladies as well, um, just being there for them, you know, and, and letting them know that we can overcome these challenges and things that have been placed upon us unjustly and we can sort of... Um, you know, move past that. And, and I just want to be a, a part of that journey for people. Well said. Well, you are a part of that journey for me. And that's one of the reasons why I thought it was so important to have you here, as you said, as a man, as a black man in the healing universe that you are in. I think it's important for our black men to hear from other black men. Right. Um, Definitely. Right. I think there's something about relatability, you know, that we miss in our culture because we have been the minority and the oppressed so long. We need to hear from our people. And I believe our men in particular specifically need to hear from our men. So you are a black man. You are an educated black man. You also have a book. Am I correct? If, If I'm not mistaken, it's called Good Mornings, Wake Up Calls for Life. That's right. Yep. Good mornings. Wake up calls for life. It's a, a daily positive read um, that people just can just open up their 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 day with and some encouraging words and some positive words and um, just just to inspire them. You know, life is challenging. And if we could start the day off on a good note, um, why not? So, you know, I got that. I was inspired by that book. It was all my original sort of um, just thoughts and ideas. Um, that I put together in one sort of one book for other people. As I started to share, people would ask me if I could, you know, put it all together in one collective. So mm-hmm. um, there it is. There's the book. Those were messages to myself, actually, wow. during a time in my life in which I was going through some things and trying to get my doctorate and just trying to encourage myself. Mm-hmm. So I would post stuff every now and then and people would say, you know, I like what you posted. Can you could you share more? And right. I said, you know, what, I can share everything that I have with you guys in one book. So that's what I did. Love that. I will put the link, the Amazon link to the book in my show notes, guys. I just recommend that you just click that link and just be encouraged not only to support another black man, but to support a black man who's about his business and who is about healing and encouraging. And as you heard him say, he had to learn to encourage himself. And then in turn doing that, he was able to encourage the masses, which is fantastic. I asked Dr. S to come here because most of my uh, following, most of my listeners, you know, my core demographic is women. We know this and that's cool. But I do have about 10 to 15 
15% of men out there who listen to me, who rock with me. And I think it's important to not forget about them, to honor them as well. So I started a Hello Boys segment, Hello Boys, where I just focus on things about men and in particular about men. Of course, their physical, mental, sexual, emotional, financial health, all over health for men. And that is why you're here, Doc S. So I just want to get into some questions for you for men. Is that all right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. Where do I even begin? I would like to (laughs) so much with you, man. I'm sure you hear it all when it comes to women asking you about men or men asking you alone. Let me ask you this before I ask you other questions. Do men, are they transparent with you when you get in a room or on a phone or in a session with men? Do you feel like it's hard to penetrate that defensive wall or do you feel like they're craving someone relatable to talk to because representation matters that it all just melts away? Uh, I think it depends on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. I think in some some spaces, definitely yes, and it depends on the individual, right? Their own experiences. But I think after sort of that initial um, trust is gained and that rapport and that ice is broken, mm-hmm. I think there's so much stuff that men want to disclose and want to be transparent about. So yeah, I think I present the space for our men to be able to do that. So with me definitely like let's talk let's let's open up and and yes we definitely talk about um different things that that men and women you know experience and that they go through so for sure do you find that a lot of it is relationship based uh yes mm-hmm. yeah some relationship stuff um just being able to um better understand the opposite sex mm-hmm. and being able to understand the challenges or what their partners in, in that space, communication um, is a is a big deal. And sometimes I feel like just having somebody that they can relate to. I feel like with a lot of the men, they often feel like they're they're misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's definitely like a need for validation and appreciation yes. for our men that I feel like it's a it's a void um, that they don't get, you know, often. And and I think there's definitely a need to sort of discuss that even more so with our men. Ooh, elaborate. Let's stay right there. Yes, yes, yes. I love how things just unfold organically. Tell me how women, whether it's, you know, uh, a sexual relationship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, or a daughter or a mother or an aunt, tell me how you believe from your findings personally and with your clientele, how women can be uh, more of a safe place for men to feel appreciated. How? How do we speak their appreciation language better? So that's a great question. I think even this this conversation alone, the fact that you're bringing up this topic is so important because there's a desire and a need to try to better understand the experiences of our men. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I just feel like our our women can do that is really trying to understand the the challenges and um, the amount of weight Mm -hmm. that is on our men in right. this country and right. in society, mm-hmm. um, especially for our black and brown men, you got to understand, like, we weren't, we've been conditioned not to be able to um, express our feelings or, or taught that expressing our feelings is a sign of weakness, right. right? So therefore, if we're not the most open in the relationship, if we're not the the best communicators in the relationship, or if we're not sharing our feelings at all, it's going to be important to understand the root causes of that. Where does that come from? A lot of times they feel like, and I feel like women think that our men don't want to be that way. Right. We do. A we lot do of times feel that. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, and a lot of times they just don't know how. 
we don't right. like because uh, again they've been conditioned we've been conditioned to do the exact opposite right like we like if we express how how we feel like a lot of times we would chastise and punish for that absolutely you know and and therefore doing it doesn't come natural to us so there's a lot of patience that has to be expressed and shown um for our men and and just being able to give them the space where they can just feel comfortable and it might start off slow right, right. so um but i think it's, it's definitely needed so being patient um maybe talking getting to understand what their interests are as well because right. we wouldn't just want to practice communication with, with men right you just want to practice it in any sort of form yes. so better understanding what are they what are you into what are things that interest you and um and the little things count i was talking to somebody who shared with me about it was a i think it was a meme in which a man would um fill up his partner's gas tank mm-hmm. right on a sunday yes and and how something such a a, a small act would be such so appreciated by their partner or yes. spouse. Yes. And in that conversation, I was wondering, like, what would be something that a, a woman could do for a man mm-hmm. that would also be equally appreciated? And it wouldn't have to be something extravagant. Right. You know, there's a lot of little things. I was talking to my boy yesterday. We were just saying, like, we appreciate, like, a hug, right? Like, mm-hmm. something you wouldn't even think of, like, just getting, like, small gestures of affection yes. Yes. can go a long way for a man because, mm-hmm. you know, in the world in which we don't always get that love from, right. from you know, um, from the outside or we're looked down upon, it feels great when your partner or your spouse just shows you that affection. spontaneous level of affection. Interesting. So, you Interesting. know, it's little things like that that could go a long way. Understand. I'm receiving, I'm downloading everything that you're saying, uh, even with the affection. You know, I think a lot of women hesitate to do that because they want to give affection, but they don't want it to always translate into sex. Right. So there, right. right. Yep. So there is this fear to show affection and compassion in the touch way, in an intimate way w- without, you know, having to bend over and bust it open. Right. So I think men need Correct. to understand that as well. Not every time we want to touch them, even if we're naked, even if it's like, let's take a shower together. Like you said, little things. I just came to wash the, the world off your back today. Right. I just came mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make sure that you're clean in a way that you haven't been clean before. Someone loved you in, you know, with water and soap doesn't necessarily mean I'm trying to make something happen. And I think a lot of men don't understand that because they don't understand the difference between intimacy and sex. Correct. So, I, again, I think there's definitely an opportunity to have this goes back to communication, mm-hmm. too, right, to have an open dialogue about um so we can learn from each other right you know i i think about the music soul child song like teach me how to love like it's really like a learning process love is really something that you and not even just love but just like being able to understand your partner being the expectations as well so you're right not not every sort of gesture of affection means or that doesn't sort of like communicate now we're going to have sex right, at all right? right and i and i don't and i don't think every man believes that either right so sometimes i think we just we overgeneralize mm-hmm, as well like mm-hmm. we really believe that you know maybe something someone in the past that was what they thought and now i'm somebody i'm with somebody else so yeah. they'll think the same way and that's really 
not fair to the person that you're with too, just to assume that all men sort of had that that kind of notion as well. So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of learning and communicating that just has to go on with with each other to better understand, you know, what we're expecting. I agree. And not just learning, unlearning, right? There's a lot of unlearning. Yes, before we learn, there's so much unlearning. Like you said, the ex did this. That doesn't mean you have to unlearn that your current partner might not do that. Or if he or she does that, they do it in a different way, right? We have to learn to individualize the relationship and people and unpack so that we can pack lighter. You know, one of my favorite songs by Erica Badu is Bag Lady. And it's so important. The lyrics are fantastic fantastic what she says is fantastic and the messaging is fantastic it's not just about unpacking everyone talks about mm-hmm. unpacking but nobody teaches you how to pack lighter as you move forward right That's no right. one's telling and i love that you, right I love, that, too. I love that you said that mm. that that unlearning i speak a lot about that because it's so much like I, how i open talking about conditioning yes. right programming sort of like our syntax has been this is the way we're supposed to operate. And I, and I, I love, I love giving women props. Like I love that you can be with somebody who can um, help you understand why there's a need to, um, you know, unlearn mm-hmm. so much that you've been sort of conditioned uh, to, to say and do and it not be judgmental or right. tearing down of yes. the person. But That's together, so let's sort of like, you know, unpack and then again, relearn, reset how to pack lighter, lighter. how to pack better, yes. more efficient. Right? Yes, so yes. It's, it's important that we as women, you know, it took me a while to understand and, and be OK with saying, you know, sometimes being in a relationship with a man is heavy because I am the nurturer. Right. And I do. Mm -hmm. I do. Most women and you can tell by our industry. Right, Doc, you can tell how many people show up to these events and buy these books and do these seminars and webinars. Most likely it's women first. Right. And you have to understand that that it's women first. And I I hope we could talk a little bit about that. too. Let's break it down. um, It's 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 so just the energy in in that movement Mm -hmm. that I see the women doing. Mm -hmm. is so it's phenomenal. And I always sit back. You know, because, you know, we, 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 we know some of the same people and yes. I love the work that you guys are doing. And Thank I'm just you. thinking like how, you know, how can we do it more with our men? But I understand why it's a challenge, because, again, the conditioning is that this doesn't come easy to us. Even me as a, you know, as a man myself trying to enter into that space right. and bring more men into that space. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. How to do it, right, right. Does it frustrate you? Does it frustrate you? Because it frustrates me sometimes. The point I was uh, about to make was, you know, knowing that women take the lead as far as health is concerned, overall health in every category, right? Women most likely are the ones, and you admit to that as well, women most likely are the ones who say, okay, I want to get our finances together. I want the family to go on a Mm -hmm. wellness journey. Everybody's working out now. You know, we're not going to have just pancakes every morning. Now we're going to incorporate fruit. Most likely the woman is spearheading the overall wellness and health of her family. Now, when it comes to being with her men and her sons, it is a heavy burden knowing that you are the one who has to be the catalyst for changing your family, which also means you have to try your very best as an individual to unbreak generational curses that he had prior to your relationship that is in his lineage and his DNA. As you said, we're conditioned to his conditioning that had nothing to do with you. 
You know, you are responsible for being the first one in wellness to say, I am here as David to the Goliath of the generational curse that this man whom I love and want to spend time in my life with and possibly bear fruit and children with. It's my responsibility to be the first to try to stand up against this giant that he has holding him back. So as a woman, I will say to you, Doc, as that personally in my own marriage counseling in my own life with the men in my life, my nephews and stuff, there are times that I feel overwhelmed and very burdened Mm -hmm. down by having to be what this man's mother wasn't what the world Mm -hmm. is not to him having to pick up and hold you know and try my very best to do and be what he needs to be so that we can learn together and unlearn together and pack light so what do you say to women who feel like I felt or feel at times that say you know what I'm not sure if I feel like I should be the one who's responsible for this how do you how do you speak to us Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> that is that is uh, so really so honest and so true. And I don't have I don't have a straightforward re- answer because I look to um, I, I believe our women are sort of like they are the leaders of this movement. Mm-hmm. And I think so time so men so often for men like we we often sort of like don't really I don't feel like we do a great job at sort of understanding and respecting the strengths that our women have and the opportunities for us to learn. Yes. And that's because again, this society has always put our women, our black and brown women, in a position of like second, third, fourth, and fifth. Tenth. And now yes. to see to see like you guys take the lead. We have to humble ourselves and say, you know, they're doing it honestly, like they're doing it better. They're doing it. We we can learn from them. Right. We can, we need to go to them. We need to humble ourselves and say, what are you guys doing? How does this work? And be able to say, let, what can I pull from you guys mm-hmm. and be able to put that into our own spaces as well. So I, I know the weight is definitely heavy for, because mm-hmm. I work with young men. Right. I work with a lot of young men who are being raised by their moms, their grandmothers, their aunts. And, and it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. And I, and I know that they're reaching out for help. They're looking for more men. And it's like, where Oof. are the men are out there, but where are the men in this space? In this space, right. There are men everywhere, but where are men in this space? It's just exhausting to feel like we always, because look, you can look back in history, even to right now, women, black women, brown women, we're always on the front line. If somebody's getting shot, we marching, right? If, right there, if we right, right there, there yeah. like we willing to go to jail, we willing to take that bullet, we yelling at cops, we at work, like fighting microaggressions every day. We're standing up like you're not going to tell him to cut his hair. You can't tell him he can't wear this sweatshirt. But when it comes to, say, Mm -hmm. for instance, like Gabrielle Union and Terry Crews, I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on with that. But when we look at situations like that, that that hurts us because it's just like, you know, you guys don't real not you guys, I can't generalize, but a lot of black men don't (laughs) realize that we are by ourselves and we've been by ourselves a long time. And slavery didn't just happen to you guys. You know, while you guys were, you know, when, when we talk about slavery and our history and oppression, we really don't focus on what the women did and how much the women suffered because we focus on what the men's the male suffering was which was great and no one wants to take that away and it's actually not a comparison you know it's not a a measuring contest it's actually just we want Mm -hmm. to be acknowledged for our pain and suffering too so when you fast forward to something like this with Gabrielle Union standing up and losing a job you know and losing millions of dollars and possibly 
uh, having herself shunned in the future for saying I cannot stand for injustice and then have a black man who just was represented by other black women for being molested by another man in Hollywood when other men like Dio Hughley was laughing at him black women were like no if this is his experience we got to stand up for him to turn right around doc and take the same job <laughs> that this woman yeah, just I, passed up it hurts us it hurts and I and I think again our our oppressors knew something, and that was a spirit of Divide. divisiveness. Yes. Yeah, because yes. divisiveness didn't require them to do to really be on hands on with oppressing us. Right. Because if you could create a climate or a culture of divisiveness, mm -hmm. then we would be divided ourselves. They would never have to even intervene. They already set the, the ball in motion. Right. And we just and carry it. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So mm -hmm. now you have this man who, again, he sat up on this stage and he didn't understand his position. He, he didn't understand his role. He did not do what he needed to do. Right. For this black woman, mm -hmm. like he, he just didn't like he has so many options and ways he could have went. Yep. And if you didn't know what that was, you should have stayed quiet. Yes. Yeah, like if you quiet. didn't know that you said yes. exactly. Yes. So if you didn't know the power that you had at that moment mm -hmm. to uplift your fellow sister. Right. And in, in that space that both of you guys are in, then just don't do anything. You know, don't say anything. So again, um, but again, I, again, not everybody is ready for those spaces and, and in that notion he definitely dropped the ball that was your that's your that's your i see i see my queens and my sisters as this is an opportunity for me to to step up and and defend them and make sure that their voices are heard and you know not everybody is in that space to be able to do that and that's unfortunate you're very right we have to accept that everybody doesn't have the capacity capacity is one of my favorite words doc capacity correct because we mm -hmm. want people to do things that they literally don't have the tank to fill up for, right? That's we right. want people to be yep. the people that we are. And one of the greatest lessons I had to learn was stop expecting me from everybody else, right? Stop yep. expecting how mm -hmm. I execute, how I work from everybody else. I just know that having people like you with us, support us means a lot. And what black, what one message I want black men to understand is that we need allies, right? It's not even that we yeah. want you to say, how can I pull from you all the time? We want to hear, how can I help you? We want to hear That's what right. do you need? Because we are clear that you are out here taking lead and knocking down doors, but we, we know we have strength that you might not have or things and tools um, and resources you might not have. So as your brother, as your husband, your son, your nephew, we want to know how can we be of service to you. And I think that takes a big man to not be as far, um, think as the leader, but also think as a teammate, right? We need right. teammates. And I think black and brown men need to understand the role as a teammate. What do you think about that? I agree 100%. And I think that it's, a, it's a, the ability to be able to humble yourself and understand that we're all in this together. And also right. like, like I'm, I'm happy to be in this space in and still be a hundred percent authentic in who I am, and and that means like I didn't become weaker because I'm in a space of um, feelings and emotional intelligence. Yes. like that was the narrative that was painted for us. Like I'm still a hundred percent black and brown man who's you know strong, that's down to earth, that likes to talk about the issues concerning black brothers and and still be able to communicate with my black and brown sisters. And, and, and I haven't lost any of what's considered 
to be in this day and age masculine or or not. So I feel good about who I am. I'm secure in who I am, and I want our brothers to understand that. Just because you may, um, you know, don't let anybody be- make you believe that if you start to communicate and open up and talk about your feelings and and share um, transparently with somebody else that that means that you're you're less than or that you're weak than the brother sitting next to you because that's that was just something that was painted for us to believe and run with and definitely not true at all. So I, I love that. Uh, I we're love all in that. this together. So. Yes. You know, each one teach one and each one be able to learn from the other person. Ooh, I love that. I love that you said that so many people and women need to hear that about men, too. We constantly want to tell a man to step up and be emotional and articulate his feelings and be communicative. And as soon as he does that, we want to call him a punk. Right. We want to call him weak. We want to say, oh, my God, I'm not turned on anymore. He's not a man. He's not masculine. So you're you saying Mm -hmm. that is really important for everyone listening, not just one sex, everyone listening to understand that you lose no strength. You are not weak. You are not. Uh, excuse my French doc, a pussy. You are not any of those things, no, you know, because sure. you yes. are in tune with who you are and you're able to share and you're able to lead in a way that doesn't necessarily mean force and danger. Right. There's this narrative that Mm -hmm. black men are scary because they're going to hurt us. They are going to punch Mm -hmm. us. They're going to hit us. They're going to kill us. They're going to rob us. They're going to rape our women. They're going to stab us. But when a man man doesn't execute that, you want to tell him that he's less than. So thank you for bringing up that point, because that is an absolute lie. And here on I Said No, we say no to having men believe that they are weak because they are communicative and they are able to show and feel emotion. Thank you for saying that. That's right. I want to segue really quickly because you and hip hop, you you and hip-hop get along am i correct oh we are one we are one in the same <laughs> yes you and hip-hop get along same. and both of us recently in this episode we have already mentioned such as music soul child we already mentioned erica badu so you you are like me where we understand how our music can elevate us our music has tools in it our music is therapeutic music has saved many of souls music is a universal language you can go to another con- country continent where they don't speak your language but if you put a certain song on everybody knows those words right so for me music is a healer and and I believe right. I believe you know that as well. So let's segue a little bit. And would you be able to just let my audience know how hip hop impacts, you know, us, especially in our relationships, uh, specifically our sexual relationships? What do you why do you uh, connect hip hop and the mental health movement so well? Well, I think it goes back to just uh, the origins of music itself. And then um, where I'm talking all the way back to. Um, going back to Africa and, and the drums and the, and the ceremonies of healing yes. that took place, the same beats that were used in those circles back then when we were doing those healing ceremonies, the same beats and drums we hear today that we gravitate to. When those beats first come on Hot 97 or 105.1, we are vibing because we can feel the energy that's created in those drums. And then on top of that, hip-hop culture is a culture that sprouted just sort of out of like we, a need for us to have a space where we could defy, you know, the oppression that was placed upon us in the South Bronx, New York. People came together off of that music and created this sound that was like, you know, a way for us once again to heal and come together, yes. not to be divisive, to, but to unify the right. complete opposite of what they wanted. Right. So here we are, fast forward right now, Music has always been something that has impacted language, 
behavior, um, what we see, what we hear. Um, and it's so, it's so powerful because it really does, it can really just move you and yeah. it can push you in a, in, a, in a different direction and it can encourage you. It can uplift you. So when we're talking about mental health and we're talking about people sharing their stories, that's what the artists are doing. Exactly. Like every day, any artist, first it's artistry, right? So it's a creative aspect to it, which we know helps people feel good and helps you heal and releases all those great chemicals from your brain that makes you feel good. And then to hear people share their pain and mm. share their stories and, and then to have people be able to say, I can relate to that. Yes. And then we have that connectable, that connectivity that takes place through the music and people start to, you know, they, they start to understand one another. You start to understand that I'm not alone in this. You yes. know, all the things that happen right in mental health and wellness that, we want to be validated. We want to have our feelings heard. So for me, it's just, they go hand in hand. And on top of that, it's just engaging. Right. right? It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's just a way good. for us to have conversations. Absolutely. Like, who's the best MCs? What song are you listening to now? Right. What, what song is hot? You know, like, so what song got you through just, a breakup? Like what song, you know exactly. what I mean? Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. right. So, you know, it's so many nuances to the music. And it's, to me, they just, it's so much synergy between hip hop, um, mental health and life that it makes it just uh, a no brainer to be able to connect it to. And I love doing it with our young people and, and they, they vibe to it. And it's a, a gateway to conversations about mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember, you know, you're absolutely right across all boards, but specifically for relationships with me, say for instance, when meth and Mary dropped your all I need, Right. I mm -hmm. was just like I saw guys like in the middle of Harlem just being comfortable with all of a sudden, you know, telling their girl how she's all he needed to get by. Do you get what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it was just a shift yeah. for dudes on the corner who thought everything had to be about, you know, shoot 'em up, bang, bang, gun violence, which, you know, some of those are my favorite songs, too. Everybody sure. was out here thinking they was a part of Wu-Tang. Everybody thought, you know, it was about smoking weed and staircase and all that good stuff. But then you have somebody from Wu-Tang, Method Man, which is one of their most popular, you know, spinoffs. And he's out here like, well, let me get the queen of hip hop soul. And then let me talk about how, you know, this woman, this woman doesn't have to need to worry about anything, how I got her and how she makes me feel and, you know, all of these things. And it, to me, stuff like that is what we're talking about, how hip hop and music can just really get in your mind and your heart and your soul and make you feel like it's OK to express something that you didn't even think was OK to express in the first place. Yeah, it gives you it gives you permission. Yes. It gives you the ability to to go to that that place and, mm -hmm. and just share those vulnerabilities and those transparencies. And Absolutely. that's those, to me, those are the best joints, yeah, right? Where, so dope. Especially when you see somebody like Meth, right. right, who had that persona yes. to be this kind of way. And when he shared, and that's why I love it too, because when he shared, when that song came out, it opened up a brand new audience for him yeah and not just for women it was like men too it it, it allowed men to say wait meth meth could be vulnerable and, right. and, and share those sort of feelings like yeah this is the wave too like Absolutely. i can do that as well i can do we that with my fab girl too that is, That's yeah right. we know fab has always done it like right people when we have those artists who were perceived to be this way and i love it i love stepping i love when i'm men and this is what's so encouraging we need to do more to step mm -hmm. out of those comfortable places. Mm -hmm. And we need to go into those places that are typically might be uncomfortable. And right. as you know, 
And as we talk about all the time, that's where all that growth is going to happen. And his, you know, mess his his career sort of skyrocketed. He was already on the track to be great, right? Right, of course. But, but now he Grammy he nominated know. for that, right? Now he took it to yeah, a whole other so level. Putting Mary and him together. I mean, really, it. it didn't get any better than that, right? <laughs> it really didn't nah, get any better than that. To this day, to this day, right? <laughs> Steph, you throw that on. I know. Anywhere, yes. You don't even have to. They don't. If they perform that song together, they literally don't have to do nothing else. Hilarious, listen, listen, them, listen. Right? I went to see Mary and Nas in Brooklyn. Uh, I believe in August, right? And he Meth wasn't mm-hmm. even there, and she just dropped the beat, and people just lost their damn mind. Like, cause you just I'm sure. music is a soundtrack to our lives, right? So it just takes you back to that period in time of when you were feeling that crush with that guy, and when he opened up and was like, "Shorty, I'm there for you anytime you need me." You remember? when you was like I want him to say that to me right M-E-T-H-O-D man right so it just takes you to a place of joy and happiness and that is what mental health and emotional health is we're trying to make sure we are our best selves and happy and full of joy and if hip-hop and R&B do that for you I say why not I say why not and I'm appreciative that you correlate you know understand that and you put it together and I'm sure when you have your seminars webinars um, talks with these young kids I'm sure it is like a really really important um, aspect for them to feel like they don't have to pretend and push the love they have for hip hop aside to feel like they matter I'm so glad that there's someone out here like you just putting it together and making our young people feel like mental health can be cool can be fun and can be popping. Yeah, we are taking hip hop, and it's not even taking it's it's taking hip hop, but it's taking the, the one of the biggest messages is that you can be yourself and your most authentic self, and bring that into those spaces, right? So mm. it's it's so dope. For I feel great, I feel honored to be able to say I can go into schools, I can do these uh, workshops, mental health talks at record labels, I can go into these yes. you know these conferences and talk about hip-hop Genius. and mental health and have them ask me to come. Right. Or I could come into a college or university, University of Pennsylvania or Rutgers University, and talk about hip-hop mm. and, and do it in a way that is not forced. It's who I am. Yeah. You know, and not only it be accepted, but say we need more of it. Right. Like, bring us more. Like, we, we want more of hip-hop. We want more of who you are. And I think that's a great message for our young people is that, you know, finding your true self and, and your passion and purpose inside of you. And you could bring that into any space and any element you want to go into right. um, because you're being true to who you are. Hmm. And that's a great message. Great message. You don't have to conform. You can be who you are and still be successful. It's a fantastic message. Uh, I want to, you know, mm-hmm. this is the I Said No podcast. So I'm all about healthy boundaries here. For those new listeners, if you don't know what this is about, I Said No, hashtag ISM pod is about setting healthy boundaries because there is a difference between boundaries and walls, right? So we want to mm-hmm. make sure we yep. can put that word healthy in there. Healthy boundaries, saying no to all of the people, places, and things that do not serve you so that you can say, yes and open up those doors to things people and places that can and will serve and propel you so I would like to know doc what is the last boundary you set and when is the last time you said no to a person place or thing wow that is (laughs) listen (laughs) I am I am one of those um proponents advocates of the word no um, being a person who, and I did my whole dissertation on self-care wow. to end burnout. That's how I got my doctorate. That's that, that was my dissertation. And in that, um, no became one of those most, one of the most powerful, um, 
words that you can just say mm-hmm. and, and being and saying it confidently. So most recently I was asked and, um, you know, this doesn't happen often, but when I feel like I need to, I do it. Somebody asked me to, to participate in a conference that would have to the, to the somebody on the outside, I guess would have been a, an amazing opportunity, uh, a great um, place to showcase your talents and gifts. But I said no, because I had three daughters and they all play basketball. And for me to do this conference, it would have literally taken away from something that I find to, to, to love, which is spending time with my family, my wife and my kids. So um, I said no. And I said no in a way where it wasn't like beating around the bush. It wasn't disrespectful, but I was letting them know the reasons why I couldn't do it. And I just said no. And it felt good. Mm. I didn't I didn't look back when I said it. I said it confidently and I and I was okay with that decision. And I do that a lot. I don't if it's extra meetings, if it's extra clients, if it's um saying no to some days like you know, you go out to party and you know, yeah. you might have people that are interested in drinking and I'm not if I'm not on it that day I'm not on or, it or that particular outing. Right. I say no. It is what it is. I feel like I'm in charge of my no, and that's what I would recognize and won't recommend to people is like, be confident in it and own it. Right. And then you know when you when you, when you say it, it's liberating. Like Absolutely. to say no feels good. You it know, and because we're so so often expected to say yes. Right. To everything. Yeah. And we don't have to necessarily explain ourselves. You know, but as long as we own our no then we can move on and feel good about uh, feel good about saying it. Absolutely. No, you know, most people are afraid to say no because they're fearful to not be liked, accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't yep. realize. Rejection. Yes, mm-hmm. rejection is huge, 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 especially for our culture and community who, who are rejected daily and who yep. was rejected, you know, since inception and birth and their ancestors and so forth and so on. So there is this preconditioning, mm-hmm. as you said, um, you know, and I love that word conditioning. There is this preconditioning that if I say no I won't be accepted and if I don't if I'm not accepted who am I who am I without other people's approval who am I without other validation and that's one thing that we work on together here on this show and individually with my clients and at our speaking engagements and so forth and so on is really standing and knowing who you are so that you're not pushed into saying yes to things that really do not fit your life all because you just don't want to be excluded that fear of rejection so we say no to rejection here so thank you for being honest with what you said no to and how how you said no was important. You didn't have to get upset. You didn't have to turn up. You know, no, you didn't have to flip no. a table. You just was like, nah, I'm cool. It ain't, it ain't going to work for me. You know what I mean? There are different ways and, to and say it, no. And, and it worked perfectly, not to cut you off, Stephanie, but no, it was please, like, I love what you just said. It's like, we've been conditioned to say yes. Yes, yes. You know, imagine that. Like, we've been Oof. really wired. So I love what you said earlier about unlearning. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, and a lot of times, we, we, we get on each other if the other party says no. Right. Like we tear them down. We rip like them a new one. They, mm-hmm. How dare you say no mm-hmm. when I offer you this opportunity right. or, or when I like who do you think you are? Branch mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's kind of like, again, getting back to that that unlearning, because a lot of people are out here saying yes to things that are are, are damaging yes. and hurting them yes. or, or impacting their healing. Yeah. And until they can learn that, I think you know, the, the iPod, your podcast itself is liberating because if you teach people just that concept to say no Mm -hmm. confidently 
and, and with your merch. And, and I love it. Like Thank that you. means that people will learn that and, and start to say yes to themselves. Yes. Right? Yeah. More so than other people. So that's what I it's all about. You Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you for being here. I just, oh my goodness, I can't believe 40 minutes is going so fast. I could talk to you literally all mm-hmm. day. I think you are. Yeah, we can so keep going. Wise. <laughs> We could keep going. I think we actually will because as I spoke, when I spoke to you before, I said I have a subscription service, a Patreon subscription service. So when we keep talking now, we're just going to keep talking to them and the free um, episode is now over so we can keep going. But before that, I just wanted you to tell people where they can find you at on this free part of the episode. Let people know if they want to book you, if they need you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I definitely want to reach out and connect with people on Instagram and that's at doc, D-O-C dot underscore S or at mental hop, M E N T A L H O P. And if people want to reach out to me directly, um, I'll just put out my number is seven, three, two, four, seven, four, eight, one, zero, nine. And that's seven, three, two, four, seven, four, eight, one, zero, nine. And just reach out to me and, you know, they definitely could book me that way as well. Or newstepscounseling.com is another way too, that they could reach me. And I'm open to, you know, as you know, mental health talks, conferences, workshops, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm a mental health therapist as well out here in New Jersey. So um, reach out to me and let's build and connect. Love it. I will put all that information in the show notes and Doc S and I will keep on talking to my Patreon subscribers. But for the rest of you listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and I think Pocket Cast, wherever this show is aired, I want to thank you for listening and thank you for absorbing what Doc S had to put down. We will talk to you another time.